0: five is the ultimate woman's revenge comedy it's one of afi's funniest movies of all time it's considered the most successful political movie of all time made the world fall in love with dolly parton further pushed country music into the mainstream with a number one song and was the second highest grossing movie in 1980 after the empire strikes back
1: And surprisingly, not the worst animation I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) This is 80s Movies. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts.
0: And I'm Tara McNamara. 9 to 5 is about three women trying to make a living in the secretarial pool at Consolidated Corporation, but when they realize their sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot of a boss is holding them back, they turn the tables on him. Thanks to Maui Wowie, some primo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that I would say there's so much about 9 to 5 that is so awesome and wonderful and great and impactful and powerful. And yet there's this whole po- positive pot angle in a PG movie. Now, P- PG-13 didn't exist mm-hmm. at this point in time. But still, you know, it starts with Violet's son pushing her to smoke a joint. She's stressed out. And he can see it. well that's how he's just trying
1: to help his mother out okay (laughs) that's all he's trying
0: to do i i think it's kind of fascinating and then she's sort of like oh okay and and then the women's reaction to the pot is oh well i smoked a joint once or i don't know if i should do this but you know okay so 1980 this would be my parents i don't think a, a a joint would be that novel of an idea to that generation. Then went through my generation where they kind of stopped doing smoking pot, thought that was for old people. It was, you know, you'd be a stoner. You weren't considered cool if you smoked pot. And now it's come around to where your generation is like, yeah, like pot's a way of life. Yeah. (laughs) What about it? (laughs) Was the pot smoking scene, since I do not smoke pot and I have not smoked pot, is it, is it realistic?
1: Um, Yes. For women who have not smoked weed before, yes.
0: Okay. But,
1: I mean, like, I don't think, like, stoners, like, we don't, like, we all laugh our asses off, but we don't, like, be like, I'm stoned. Like, nobody does that.
0: Okay. All right. But the wild fantasies uh, about killing their boss is that something that might happen in a... um, in a cannabis-induced state.
1: No, but what I do think was very realistic is the fact, like, how... Well, first of all, they all became friends. Mm-hmm. I, once, once again, proving my point. No,
0: all- but that is what all movies show. <laughs> all movies show that smoking pot bonds you. It really does, though. Oh. <laughs> it
1: really does. Like, you, because you just talk about whatever. There's no, like, I don't know. It's mainly for people... I feel like with people was social anxiety
0: it would i don't know i i, I don't know, know if exa- it would be
1: better or worse for them
0: well they, there should be help. a movie about that about and see that's the context in which i'd be okay with it being that i'm the generation that skipped this and i i think there's a lot of health concerns that can come for some people not all but some people's brain chemistry isn't um going to be able to deal with um with marijuana we know that that's a fact but um But it's just that every film, you know, just it's we just and Hollywood is such a pro marijuana. But here's
1: the thing: this is what the area, and they would just
0: push it onto the rest of the country.
1: But this is what they do, though. Like in every movie, I except Cheech and Chong, they only like smoke like once. Mm
0: -hmm. You know what I
1: mean? Like there's one designated time that they smoke. They realize something Uh because they're talking amongst themselves. Uh huh. And then whatever, but that's all. Like in most movies, there's only one scene, but there's plenty of scenes of you guys going to the bars, drinking all the time. Oh, I know, like, getting wasted, getting in
0: car accidents, and that's like, part <laughs> of what's wrong with your parents, right? Is exactly. That, is that drinking and drinking and driving is um, shown in such a positive light mm-hmm. so often, mm-hmm. and um, now you really you really uh, stop and pay. Like for instance, um, there's a movie. Uh, fatale that's, that's, uh, I guess, do we say in theaters during the pandemic? I don't know. That's, that's out. And there's a scene where he's, so he's involved with this police detective and she's, you know, kind of messing with his mind and he goes and he, he, he's drunk. He drives to her place, drinks more, drives away. Then we find out later, he drove some more, (laughs) you know, never any comment about it. I was like, this is what, who allowed this in there? This is 2020. We do not go around drinking and driving anymore. We call an Uber, or a Lyft, <laughs> <laughs> walk there if need be, in a blue zone. Um, you know, yeah. I just but but yeah. So but
1: then- and, but another thing that uh, is realistic is when you talk amongst yourselves and you all realize this one thing, which they they do. They realize this one thing, and they all have uh, an imagination of what it would be like, and then when it plays out, it happens to be pretty much exactly like the imagination, which I feel like happens a lot. Like with me and my friends, like we'll be talking about something and then like a day or two later, like, like something that we, the thing we were talking about is like exploded or like whatever. We were like, what? we were just talking about this the other day.
0: Like, Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, New Agey people would say that you put it into the universe, so you know you put mm-hmm. the power of of suggestion, the power of I- ideas. Well, I think that is a little bit of what what plays out. I, th- but what is remarkable about nine to five is that it it truly is one of these time travel movies that really takes you to the time and is incredibly authentic. So the pot smoking scene may be authentic. All the situations the women were in and what was going on was incredibly authentic because what it really is identifying is this um, intersection of the feminist movement and the workers... the 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 movement for workers to have more rights in the workplace and to be treated fairly and these two movements were going on at the exact same time and also because of you know the sexual revolution and because of uh the feminist movement kind of combined then we started we did start to see more divorces and even though i think that the scenario that we see um jane in where her husband cheated on her with the secretary left her for his secretary And then – and she's the one who's kind of like, oh, like I'm kind of left here. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm not sure how how often – I mean I think the statistics show that actually the woman divorced the man more often because before they'd always been in a situation where, well, I have to be in this marriage. There's not really much I can do. And there was this growing awareness as divorces started spiking of women saying, wait a second. I don't have to stay in this marriage anymore. I can leave him and I can go make money. I I don't I don't need to be in this bad marriage anymore. And there was similarly an idea going on that that hey, it's better for you to get out of this situation. Um I mean we can it turns out maybe They actually looked at at studies and people were actually maybe less happy than they thought they'd be. And the impact on children, that's a whole other subject (laughs) for a whole other movie. Like, we'll do that another time. But there there were all these thoughts thinking, well, you know, are you really staying together for the kids? Are you really helping the kids? You're probably not. And then it turns out really... (laughs) <laughs> Staying together for the kids actually wasn't a terrible idea. <laughs> like there were there were big um, implications, which my generation is the one who were the guinea pigs for for that experiment. But back to Jane, um, this I you know I think all three of the women are prototypes of women that 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 were definitely out there and very common experiences. So Jane is like, okay, wait, all of a sudden you know I'm in this marriage, I'm a housewife. This is what I thought I was doing. This is how I was raised. This is my expectation. Now my husband's left me um, for a woman who was in the workplace, you know, and I now have to work. I'm moving to an apartment by the airport. You know, the fact that she's by the airport is supposed to let us know that it's not that nice. Um, And her quality of life is changing and she's just trying to figure it out. And she's literally not qualified for any job. Right. She doesn't have any skills. And then we have uh, Violet, who is a widow and has four kids and she has to raise. And I think what's really interesting about her is, you know, obviously we learn she's very savvy about the workplace, about the work that's being done. She, she's trained all of these guys who've been promoted ahead of her. Um, and when she gets overlooked for a promotion again, she's told, oh, well, he has a degree. Oh, well, he has a family to support. And this has been the excuse for why men make more money than women still, well, they have a family to support. And women are like, I I also have a family to support. And in her case, you know, she is the breadwinner. Um, so that was also a really common thing. And then the thing with Dora Lee, not only, that was actually taken from one woman's specific story. That mm-hmm. is like, like, and, and then that's the remarkable thing. This came from a something called the nine to five movement and so jane fonda was this activist she had become friends with this woman who started the nine to five movement and that's how she learned about all of these things going on in the workplaces but everything you see in the movie is is like down to all the minutiae is real and authentic Mm -hmm. i mean the secretarial pool's the women there, you know, the the way they were treated. But Dora Lee came from one woman's exact story that, um, that I guess one of the writers, I think it was, like went to Fox Studios Insurance Company to kind of observe the female employees and talk to them. And there was a woman that had that exact thing. All the other women in the office hated her. They all had heard the rumor that she was sleeping with the boss. She knew that they thought that. She wasn't. And was crying because she was so mistreated by her coworkers for... You know, for this assumption that they had made. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the rat poison fantasy. I mean, all, the, the, the idea about fantasizing about your boss, that also came from all these women's stories. They, they talk to employees and they're like, has anyone... Because originally the idea was they were going to kill the boss, but they were going to fail. That was the original concept. And they thought, well, maybe that's too dark to actually have them really try to kill the boss on purpose. Um, but they asked women, like, have you ever thought about killing your boss? And they kind of didn't really expect much of a response. Everybody, they figured everybody would be kind of horrified. And they were like, oh, yeah. The rat poison was one woman's. They said a lot of them were so awful, like they don't even want to repeat it. Um, <laughs> one was grinding the boss up in the coffee and drinking it. <laughs> Um, so all of these things came from these real situations. Um, you guys grew up
1: with these movies and saw that, you know, like, people were getting mistreated, people are getting sexually harassed, (laughs) uh, bosses suck, whatever, and for some reason we're still putting up with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why don't you fix it? (laughs) Like, I feel like my generation has done more to help fix it than yours, which is confusing to me.
0: Well, I think...
1: I think this
0: goes back to the struggle over political power that we've been in in this country. Are you, you know, progressive? Or are you conservative? And conservatives like, oh, leave, leave companies alone, leave government alone. You know, people just let people work out their own thing. We don't need policies. We don't need, you know, laws to come in here. I, my opinion and the reason that I vote the way I do is because I feel like every time we, I feel like, you know, part of our humanity is being easily corrupted. <laughs> and when you leave people to their own devices and give them power, it often they are not the best people. You know, we they don't rise to the occasion. I mean, let's go ahead and say 70% do. Let's give 70% of the population that they're great people and they do the right thing. But there's this other percentage that don't, you know, that, that uh, take advantage, that are greedy, that look for loopholes, that, you know, will mistreat people if they can. And I think you're right. You know, um, right now we're going through a period of of a real awareness about these things. But how long will that last? So the thing that struck me, that I was shocked when I saw the film again, was... That they had had. We're gonna have a, a daycare center. We're gonna have equal pay. We're gonna have you know all of these these um, things that they didn't have at the time, but they also still don't have in many places. We still aren't, don't have equal pay for women. And I think it's fascinating that the the boss, right, the CEO comes in and he's like, "Oh, I love all of these changes that you've made, but this equal pay, we can't have that." Mm-hmm. That was a little too – that was a little – too <laughs> hard to hold <hum. laughs> Got, Got me a little raw on the inside, yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't
1: matter what you do. Doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You're still not a human being, apparently, if you have a vagina. Mm-hmm. Even though you make human beings. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that the – you know, where, – where have we made the most progress? I mean, I, I feel like women – Uh, aren't necessarily overlooked for promotions as a whole anymore compared, you know, at the moment there is a, in, in human resources departments all over America, they're looking like, how can we not just put a woman, but a woman of color, you know, how can we, it's, it's I don't know, maybe we just have a California outlook and California is the most progressive state when it comes to these things. But I do know that in the entertainment industry, you're definitely seeing that there's a real push, but what I also think happens is we go through these moments of, of of progressive surges where everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. And then it slides back because everything that we're experiencing now, I'm so struck with how, especially doing, um, this podcast is, is how similar in, um, kind of societally we are to this time, 40 years ago where we had this feminist push and we had this, um, civil rights push and we had all of this progress that felt like it was being made and then it got cut short like the era still hasn't been passed um that women still don't have equal pay that we're still fighting for things racial um equity we're still fighting for these things how is that
1: I don't know cuz they cuz for some reason the people in power keep making up more and more laws so that it's harder and harder and harder for us to like keep going or they just won't accept it. Yeah, I for think... no reason. But the economy, the economy's not real. <laughs> money isn't money is a construct. Mm-hmm. Stop basing everything on the fucking economy. Mm-hmm. Start basing it on how people actually live. Yeah, and treat and, each other. And, and how we can survive. Why doesn't everyone get a certain amount of money? That's what you need to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Why 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 do tampons and pads cost money? Mm-hmm. That is a need to serve you want me bleeding everywhere, sir? Yeah. <laughs> like no. Right. Why 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 is having a baby ten fucking grand? Yeah. Why? Right. Right. That makes no sense. To bring a human life that's going to apparently make the economy better. It's gonna make the economy better because I'm paying ten fucking grand to have the kid, yeah. and then I'm paying another like two million dollars extra for just making the kids survive. Yeah, <laughs> with diapers, <laughs> like. By the why? way, I feel
0: like if you can have a kid for ten grand, you're doing well. Um, because I think it's a lot more expensive than that. But yeah, we have all of these. We have all of these problems uh, in our society that need to be. And so when you say less, when they're making too many laws. I think they're it could be that they're not making enough laws or it's just, that you know, it's regulations. You have, unfortunately, I think you have to have regulations and then you have to make sure people adhere to them because what we see is, you know, for instance, in the news was uh, about a Senator who is um, made a ton of money, like the Senator who's made the most money since he's been a Senate, a Senator. Well, he's also in charge of the um, banking, you know, finance commissions, um, in the Senate. So he has insight to that. Now that is against the law. Yeah. How is this going on? You know? And it's all, we, and I think in the last four years we've seen a lot of things that I've been like, how, I thought that was against the law. Oh, it is against the law.
1: They're just people in power and aren't aren't,
0: old white men. (laughs) Well, they're not going to enforce it because it doesn't benefit them to enforce it. And that's where we get into problems, you know? Um, well, I mean, what what was your biggest takeaway from this film?
1: Um, that women are
0: smarter than men. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we already knew that one. <laughs> um, uh, I, I did feel like you needed to... You are considering a move to Nashville. And I did think that you needed to understand... Dolly? The Dolly
1: Parton experience. Yes, Dolly- I do. Yes, yes Dolly, Dolly Parton do. is so amazing in this film. My best friend um and her mother is obsessed with Dolly Parton. Like <laughs> obsessed. Mm-hmm. She's like a Latina woman and she's obsessed with Dolly Parton and has so many things of her. And so is my best friend, so. I was like, why? Was it? Is it the big boobs or what is it? No. She's just awesome. She's just awesome. She has... She, and she's her... a liberal. She's a liberal country girl. That's all we want.
0: And That's she's, all we want. And she's done amazing things where she can, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this library that she's built for kids who don't, you know, poverty stricken kids. I mean, she just does, she's just magic. I think we can agree on that. And she's, and she's so tactful. She, it doesn't matter what question you ask her. If somebody tries to ask her a mean question about plastic surgery or anything, I mean, she'll, she'll take that question and, and, you know, be self-deprecating and make it funny. And, you know, they'll make the interviewer look like an asshole, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, without, without being disrespectful.
1: I think it's, it's a- so funny. Like, as someone who was an interviewer, I think one time when I was nine, I was accidentally rude to a director. Um, but it wasn't on purpose. I wasn't trying to be rude, but that's how it came off. When I, know. I was also a nine. I know that, that happens um, with
0: reporters, and I hope people understand that. You know, like we're yeah. just trying, and sometimes it just doesn't come out right.
1: Yes, but I have seen plenty of interviews, but they're usually male. There's, I've seen a couple women, but. They're usually male reporters um, who make sexist comments or, like, saying, like, uh, do you think your fans will ever, like, think of you as, like, a bimbo or, like, you know, like, something like that, like, (sighs) what is that doing? Right, right. (laughs) It's just telling that she wants you to get the fuck out of her office, (laughs) like,
0: what... 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, we're just living in a whole different world about the way women were treated. And this is like, for instance, um, I saw, you know, Megan Kelly, I don't know, in the last year or so was, they found that some old FHM or Stuff Magazine photo that she took. So she's a newswoman, a conservative newswoman, but she was like kind of in, you know, a t- I can't remember, a teddy or a low cut shirt or something like that, right? And so, and... And that's the world we were in, whereas the, the way to that your the studios and the networks and everyone wanted you to be promoted, well, you had to be promoted like a sex kitten. And, um, I mean, I remember when I was... Kim I, K is perfect. Well, Kim K, she's a different story. She's doing that to herself, but... I I'm, mean, so, yes, but... Um. She's... she's <laughs> found, she's decided to market herself that way and profit off of it. And now she's trying to pivot and be a lawyer and be, and so listen, I but commend her for that. But in a way she won.
1: Right. But At she came
0: of out day. of that, but she came out of that era mm-hmm. and, and it was a really disgusting era. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, um, we lived in Nashville before where this wasn't on the air, but when we moved to LA, um, Tom Lycus was on the air, who's this gross, disgusting fat, repulsive man. I mean, if you saw him, you might vomit. He's just repulsive. It just dripping out of his pores. And he was so misogynistic on the radio and just encouraged, like, the worst treatment of women and that, I mean, that we were basically just there for sex. But that's, and that was on the air. Drive, you know, afternoon drive every day. That's the environment that, you know, women are trying to make careers in where they were Behaving that way. When I got hired at CMT, I had a female boss. Uh, I just had a baby, you, and every, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is great. And um, it, in my first couple of meetings, they told me they wanted me to not wear my wedding ring on the air, and I was kind of like, okay, that seems weird, but you know. And they're like, well, we just want people to think you're accessible and whatever and I was like okay and then um later a male they'd hired a new uh a, a new programming executive and he came in and he was like oh I get it now you're the sex kitten and I was like <laughs> what because of all of the vjs I was the only one who was married and had kids. I was like, I'm, I'm a mother of two. I'm not the sex kitten, <laughs> you know? And and it's just interesting that they, you know, want to put you in these buckets. And then I was voted like, you know, whatever. I don't need to go. But like, a, you know, sexiest woman. And there were all of these these kind of things. But that, and, and I was proud of that, right? I was proud to be voted like the sexiest woman in country music because the environment I was in and the society at the time was like, oh, this is good. You should be. You know, you want people to see you as this hot sexual woman. And I don't know, as time has passed, we were like, wait a second, wait a second, let's put the brakes on that. But that's what an environment, a society, you know, all of pop culture telling you that you have to be sexy and hot and effable, you know, and and that that's your purpose as a woman. So anything else you want to do is gravy, but you got to be, everybody's got to want to have sex with you, you know? that's that's really your purpose yep women are objects yeah but we're i mean so right now we're going through a time like we did 40 years ago where that was shifting but like keep your eye on the ball i mean 15 years let's see where we are if it's cycled back um well i'm tara mcnamara i'm riley roberts thank you for listening to 80s movies a guide to what's wrong with your parents Follow us on
1: social
0: media. At 80s Movie Guide. And you can go to our website, 80smovieguide.com. And listen, we're on iTunes and Stitcher, so please do subscribe and like. Give us more suggestions as well. Thanks.
1: Bye.